What's up, girl? You're going to love today's episode. Oh my goodness, it exceeded all of my wildest dreams. I invited my friend and personal empowered eating coach, Jess Brown, on to talk about the art of listening. She actually has this incredible skill set when it comes to listening that she's been trained on as a dietitian who works a lot with clients and helping people break free from the food cycles, but she uses it not just in her business, but in her her life, her marriage, with her children. And it's something that like I truly admire in her. And I asked her to come on and train us all about um, trying to find all the cool words that she used, motivational interviewing, rephrasing, recapture, reflection, and all of these amazing modalities that I had no idea we could utilize to become better more purposeful, intentional listeners in our lives. You are going to be blown away. I know you're going to love it. Now, before we dig into today's episode, just a few things, sister friend. Number one, I want to let you know that I am, I have committed, I have committed to Lydia, my new Facebook community manager, that I'm going to go live every other week in the free Facebook community. These are going to be on Wednesdays and they're going to be trainings that nobody else gets to see. I'm going to train on your questions, live Q&A for you, deeper dives into podcast topics, and it's going to be so super epic. So be sure that you're part of my Facebook community that kicks off uh, next week, actually, bit.ly slash success support group. Number two, let's work together, girl. You and me. Woo, woo. If you need clarity on your calling, I want you to go to clarifyyourcallingcourse.com It's time for you to know without the shadow of a doubt what you do, how you do it, who you serve. I want you to build a business outline from your God-led calling. Or you have clarity, but you're tired of marketing online, your business isn't growing, the leads aren't coming in, and you're kind of stuck. I want you to start a podcast. This is how we grow a hugely successful organic um, audience that come to you. You're not even pushing. You're just pulling. You're like, bring all the leads to the yard, honey. Hang out with me on the pod. And people come because of the SEO, the titles, and the visibility strategies that I teach you inside of Podcast Pro University. You can find out more at podcastprouniversity.com. Last but not least, you have a podcast, but you want to scale. You want to rank. You want your show to become your actual business driver, the catalyst, and you need a monetization plan. You need a course, a program, or coaching offer to monetize. I want you to join me in the next round of Podcast to Profit, which is starting August, the week of August 2nd. You can get your application in at podcastofprofitmastermind.com. I know so many links. If you don't remember any of those links, you guys just go to stephaniegass.com. Everything I ever mention is on my website. Okay. So let's dig in today's show. Grab a notebook and pen. This is about to blow your mind. Welcome to the Stephanie Gass Show, where you can get clarity on your calling, use your gifts for glory, and create a kingdom business. I believe that when we come together as daughters of the king, we will create true change here on earth. And we're raising up little world changers, mamas. Yes, and amen to that anointing over our lives. I believe we can also do this while having a ton of fun. You're here for PJs all day, lukewarm coffee, 
building passive income businesses, and using your voice for impact by podcasting and spreading your message into the world, you are in the right place. It's time to let God light our path so we can experience true miracles. Let's get pumped up for today's show. All right, I'm sitting across from my beautiful friend and intuitive eating coach, Jess Brown. You guys have heard me talk about her. She was actually the fifth guest ever or the fifth episode, Jess. Oh, that's right. That's right. Way back in 2018. Uh, She's a beautiful sunshine in my life and she has so many gifts. Obviously, one of them being her gift of um, helping people break free from diet culture and get off that wheel of constantly thinking that we have to be a certain weight or a certain size or any of that. And she's broken me free of that after only 35 years of being <laughs> obsessed. So if you guys need help in that area, her podcast is Fuel Her Awesome Podcast. She has an amazing course that can help you as well. But that's not why she's here today. So if you guys are looking for that, go hang out with Jess Thanks. on the show. <laughs> Thanks for that, Steph. <laughs> why Jess is here today is because while we work together, we've actually known each other since middle school, we've become friends and we've become close again after so many decades, which is super fun. But I noticed something about Jessica that I don't notice about many people. She has this beautiful gift of listening. When you text Jess something, she doesn't reply back with something about herself. She doesn't reply back with like, oh, that's cool. And then turn the conversation to herself, which I've noticed 90% of people do, myself included. She takes this beautiful time to like really see you and hear you. And she reciprocates with questions and validations. And I told her, my goodness, every time I text you, I feel so seen. And it was like this thing I didn't realize I I needed and was looking for in my friendships, what I would love to see in my marriage, what I would love to see from myself. And I asked her what, I just want you to know. And she was like, oh my gosh, well, I didn't, wasn't just born with that. (laughs) It's a thing I study and a thing that I've been certified in. So she's on the pod today to teach us about listening. So hi, Jess, welcome to the show again. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be back. Thanks so much for having me and um, for all the nice things you just said. That was really good to hear. I'm sitting over here with a big smile on my face, just feeling like this this virtual hug right now. (laughs) Yeah, when you texted me that stuff, I one, I appreciated it. And two, I was like, yes, I felt really validated because it is something I have very specifically worked on in my career, which like then really awesomely bled on over to my personal life and friendships. And I, you, you were asking me this before we started, like, do I use it more in my, my personal life or my business? And like both it's, it's been a blessing in both areas. And yeah, it was really cool when you, when you noticed that it was really validating. That's so cool. Well, it, it matters. And I think it makes a big difference in a society where we're so distracted, we're so egocentric, we're so all about ourselves to go, whoa, there are a few people out there that are really listening. Mm-hmm. What is that? Talk to me. It, like, so you said, this isn't something I was just born with this gift of listening. What is it called Jess? And kind of just walk us through this amazing art that you have, you're perfecting, you're working on constantly. Totally. Yeah. And it is something I have to constantly go back to, because I think it is our human nature to especially as busy moms, right? Where we've got a million balls in the air and it's like somebody can text us or call us and tell us something going on. And it's like, we hear it, we see it, we feel it, but we're already on to the next thing. 
And so believe me, this is something that I have to remind myself of on the daily. Like when I was preparing for this podcast, I was reviewing my notes and I was like, oh yeah, there's a cool thing. I did. I forgot about that piece. But what it is, is it's actually called motivational interviewing is what I've been trained on. And it's a person-centered collaborative approach with like this goal of creating change talk in your clients or the person you're working with. And it's, so it's a therapeutic modality, but it's a little bit different than all of the other pieces I've studied, um, especially in the world of dietetics. Cause in the world of dietetics, it's like, you know, we know nutrition facts and then we're helping, we're trying to, um, we're trying to teach people on how to ignite those nutrition behavior changes in their life. Motivational interviewing is this art of like meeting the person where they're at and really working to help them see the strengths they already have, validate the emotions, their experience in this process and walk them towards change talk that they say themselves. So instead of me saying like, oh, this is, you need to do X, Y, and Z with your diet. It's like, I'm asking questions and strategically um, using something called reflective listening, which I think is gonna be most helpful to talk about today with um, on the podcast is what is reflective listening? And cause that's what you picked up on was the fact that it's like you felt heard and seen. And it's really this thing called reflective listening. Wow. So a few things you said, you said that it's person-centered mm-hmm. talk. And then you said meeting them where they're at by asking leading questions that validate them and mm-hmm. highlight their strengths. So can we um, dig into that first part a little bit? Like what is the difference? Or I guess just start me with that. Like, what does that mean? Let's take like, let's take one of your client examples. Mm-hmm. So we can have a visual of, of what that means. And then maybe let's take like a motherhood example. Mm-hmm. Okay. So reflective uh, listening. Okay. So if you've got someone coming in, like in my, in my work world, someone comes in and is like, um, let's say I want to add exercise to my weekly routine. And so instead of me jumping right into like, okay, you need to exercise five days a week, 30 minutes a day, you got to get two of those weightlifting, like the list of things that, you know, we go to instead, I would start, start asking questions and get to like, what is their story? So I might say something like it's, and and here's the reflective listening piece. And, and you, the goal is to like, start with the reflective listening and then ask questions. So I might start it with like, gosh, it sounds like you put a lot of thought into how exercise might impact your world and your quality of life and how you feel. Tell me a little bit more about what you see happening with you adding exercise into your life. Mm -hmm. So it's like, instead of going to the quick to-do list, we sit there for a minute with our clients and we get to know where they're coming from. And like in that, just that statement, I'm already validating the work they've done, right? Like you've already thought about this. I can tell you that you've looked at how this might impact your life. Now let's talk about what you, what you notice and what, what brought you here. Okay. So you're looking for opportunities to validate the fact that they're even in your office. You're mm-hmm. looking for reasons to validate the fact that they want to integrate exercise. And you're saying, oh my gosh, I'm super proud of you. You're here. You know, that exercise is going to bring more energy to you. And, and tell me a bit about why you think it's important to add exercise at this point in your life. Like you're validating and then you're bringing it back to questions, which almost for your client, like solidifies them sitting in that room. Cause they're like, well, I want to feel more energetic. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I sat down with you for the first time, when we started doing the work on, on my own eating plan, it was like, what do you really want in the next 90 days? And me putting all of these things out to you 
and you wrote them all down and you then were able to like, keep bringing me back to things I had said, instead of things Jess was putting on me to do. It was Mm -hmm. like, but remember what you wanted, remember the goal, remember what you said. And so like, I think that's a really important piece of any conversation. Mm -hmm. Look for opportunities to validate first. I see you. I hear you basically. And Mm -hmm. then ask the question that brings out of them why they're bringing this thing to you. Right. Like, so, so let's look at a mom example. So I love this with kids because they feel that validation so much. And, you know, like actually my little boy just colored, he colored this beautiful picture. So it it was gorgeous. He colored it and he brought it to me. And I think we kind of naturally do this as moms. And so we might just notice how we do it and then try to pull it onto our, our work life. You know, he brought it to me and I was like, Oh, Ronan, that is a beautiful picture. I love how you use so many colors. I love how you use your creativity and you didn't just color it the way that other picture was because he was, it was a Pokemon. He was coloring, (laughs) you know, he had like a picture um, that told him which colors it should be. And then he used his imagination. So I pointed out all his internal strengths right away. And it's so cute to see it with kids because of course, as I'm saying this, like, his face is lighting up, you know, his smile's getting bigger. And then he just comes over and hugs me and he goes, yeah, mama, I'm a really good artist, you know? And so he feels it. And I think, I do think as moms, it is a really natural to do that with our kids, um, to like notice them and praise them. And we can almost see how we do it in mamahood and then pull it into our work world and our, our clients. Cause it's something that I think, you know, when we're in work mode, the to, well, I guess our to-do list is always in our brain, (laughs) but when we're sitting across from a client, usually we have like this agenda that we need to stick to. Whereas with our kids, it's a, I think it's a little bit easier to, you know, be in the moment with them. And that's really what it is. It's like, you're in the moment with them validating how awesome they are. And then did you ask him a leading question after that? Or was that one like, okay, we just did the validation in this one scenario, or did you look for a way to ask him a question? So the question piece, like the whole point of it, that is like create change talk. So in in the example with this one, I guess that's probably not the best example because we weren't trying to change anything. You know, that was just validating his, his experience. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. You know, with, uh, I guess with um, my other son, who's six, he came home from school today, the other day, and he, he had kind of you know, he had had a, a little fight with one of the guys at his school and not an actual fight, but you know, he was like, this guy said something mean to me and I didn't like it mama. So at first I validated and said, it sounds like that was really like upsetting. You know, it sounds like you were mad. It sounds like it hurt your feelings. And so we went through that and he went through the feelings piece. And then I asked him, you know, what did you do about it? And what do you want to do about it? And so we walked through that. And then at the end of it, like it's using open-ended questions. So it's not just like, did it make you upset? Yes, mom. You know, were you mad? Yes, mom. It's what do you wish you could have done differently? What do you wish he would have done differently? And it's asking that open-ended question so he can get back to you and and really like hear himself, you know, it's, it's like verbally processing the situation. Yeah. And then what do you want next time if this mm-hmm. happens? right? Like mm-hmm. to come to an outcome to come to that. So I like that. I like that the validation is the, you're seen, heard and, and validated. Mm-hmm. And then the second tier question piece is to create some change or create yes. at least a plan for change, right? A plan to start eating healthier, integrate the exercise, not fight with the kid at school, um, blank, blank, blank. So like, right. I really like that, that it's that change. The question equals the change. 
And this is so interesting because as I sit here and I'm like, well, you know, I meet with clients, you meet with clients, a lot of the women listening, maybe have a coaching business or whatever. How do we have these conversations and our brain is loaded with the, okay, in an hour, I have a framework I got to get someone through, or in an hour, I've got to go through intuitive eating plan with somebody. How do we take this time? How much time should this process, the motivational interviewing take? And when do we start implementing the, okay, so now do blanks, our like solutions in onto them. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's tricky because on the one hand, we want to make sure they get everything they need from us in that hour, right? We don't want them to end the session with, well, what did we just do, <laughs> you know, other than just chat? So there is little pieces to remember. So number one, um, I do, this is one of the quotes I learned in my first motivational interviewing training, and it was people do not care how much you know until they know how much you care. So really finding and respecting the value of taking the time to just kind of sit with your client for a minute. And this is, this was a huge ego check with me when I started, because when I came out of school, I was excited about nutrition. I wanted everyone to know everything I know about nutrition. And I very quickly learned that when I came into sessions, like, you know, just word spilling and spewing all my facts, like people didn't care. You know, they're like, that's cool, Jess. I mean, that's, I'm glad you find that interesting. Like, I just do not care. And so I found if I could sit with my clients for a good 10 to 15 minutes and really get a feel for how their week was, what kind of mood they're in today, like it made the next 45 much more productive because I was figuring out where they're at in that first 15 minutes. So I could meet them in that place and provide helpful information, not just general information. That's really good. Helpful versus general, mm-hmm. but you're able to, if you take that five, 10 or 15 minutes in that client session to hear them, validate them, ask the leading questions to find the change they want to make, mm-hmm. then you have targeted coaching back at them. Yes. And one thing I do to help keep myself in, cause I will get like, so into their emotions that I'll stay there too long, you know, and then I'm like, Oh shoot, we got to get back to what we're, we're doing. And so at the beginning of every session, I will say, Hey, what is one thing Um, Is there one thing that you're really hoping to walk away with today? So at least I have in the back of my head what their agenda was. Um, And I think the other thing is really like checking our own agenda. And this is where um, I've had to really challenge myself in the work I do is checking like what I want to get done in that session and like giving enough space for my client to show up, bring their emotion, their struggles, and then kind of trying to weed through, okay, this is I know this umbrella of stuff about food, but I've got to figure out what's actually going to help them and meet them where they're at today based on what they want to walk away with and how they're feeling in this moment in this season of life. Yeah, that's really good. That, and I ask that same question when I sit down with the client, mm-hmm. what's the number one thing we're doing today, whether it's 30 minute session, an hour, whether it's four months, what's the biggest thing you want to accomplish today. And then at the end of this four month period, And I, same thing as you, I didn't know, I don't think I was doing it to this, this extent, but I would let them talk for about 10 minutes, right? Like Mm -hmm. tell me where you're at, tell me what you've been stuck on. And I don't, I think I've been missing the validation part though, Jess, like I'm Mm -hmm. good at the questions, but I was missing the validation of like, I understand how you feel when you say that I under like just Mm -hmm. connection with them instead of getting straight to the do, 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 do piece. So I love that definitely with your example with your son in the picture too, like Landon and I drew a picture the other day and we did rainbow instead of brown for the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, wow, I could have said, you know, what a great, unique idea. Like nobody chooses cool rainbow colors for their dinosaur. That was so creative of you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I meant so opportunity to validate and that's just uplifting, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And this is where it's been so amazing in my personal life. Like I, when I first started training with this, I actually practiced the most in my marriage and it was incredible what it did. Uh, my husband, he and I are very different. Our personalities, like I'm a go, go, go kind of person. And he is a like, let's chill kind of person. So when I started implementing some of this reflective listening, which I think you actually are really, really good at, especially like you do it naturally when you interview people on the podcast, because I listened to your podcast too. And, you know, when somebody says something, you, it's, you do the reflective listening, which is basically there's different types, but it's rephrasing and like recapturing what they said. And you do an amazing job at it, but I started doing it with my husband and it was really cool to see how it impacted our conversation because all of a sudden he felt exactly what you said. He felt seen and heard. And even though um, he's in law enforcement, so here I am in like nutrition therapy, two totally different worlds. I know nothing. I can't even comprehend, you know, the stuff he sees on a daily basis, but for me to sit there and say, Oh, that sounds like a crazy day. And try to like label some of the emotions that he might feel really validated him. And here's one of the things that I think is super important to know when you're trying this, it's okay if you're wrong. So if I go, if my husband came home and said, you know, he went on a really tough call and I'm trying to hear him. And I say, gosh, that sounds like it was really, I feel, I thought sounds like it'd be really like anxiety provoking. And maybe he, he's like, no, actually it wasn't, it was this or whatever. It's okay that I'm wrong. Cause what I did is I helped him identify what his emotion was. Cause I said the wrong one. And he goes, no, 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 that's not how I'm feeling. This is how I'm feeling. And the connection is still there and it's actually amplified. So I think that's really important because a lot of people get kind of hung up on like, well, what if I reflect wrong? Or what if I you know, don't capture what they're saying correctly, that's okay. They, they will clarify it for you. And the connection just builds. That's so good too, because how many of your husbands aren't the best at emotional conversation? This yes. is the easiest trick to get them to be yes. open. And I think it would help me listen so much better because my husband will talk about his, his work and he's a manager and he has all this employee drama and I kind of zone out a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds like it's kind of well, it's hard to understand. Yeah. yeah. We're like, But if you were actively looking for these validation responses, these reflective listening cues, Mm -hmm. actively listening at a deeper level, Mm -hmm. which we need to be doing as a society and especially as wives and moms is really listening and caring about what they're saying. And I, so I'm really excited about that one when it comes to my husband and his work talk, because I'm going to practice that. I think that's really good. So have we covered all the pieces of how MI works? Cause I think we should do some role play to give some examples. Totally. So there's, there's, so MI is a huge rabbit hole. Okay. Um, and there's, it's based on five different principles and that's probably way too much to like go over in here. But one of the things I think would be helpful is to talk about the five different reflections okay. that you can use. Cause the fun, so the fun fact that I came across when I was reviewing for this was that um, when you're doing motivational interviewing, you want to combine 
like a, at least a two to one ratio of reflections to questions. Okay. And this is so hard for me, Steph, because I am an inquisitive person. I want to know more, but the research really shows that if you can use two reflections to every one question, the connection is built and you'll get better, more thorough answers. But if you keep asking questions, people start to feel like they're interrogated. And so they tend to back off a little. So these reflective techniques, so there's five, there's um, repeat, rephrase, paraphrase, double-sided and amplified. And I'll tell you what each of those mean. Okay. So the repeat is very, I mean, it's what it says. It's basically you repeat what the person said. Mm -hmm. And this is am I in its most simple form and something when we do trainings, this is how we start. Um, and it sounds really weird and hokey, but it's just how you get comfortable doing it. So like, um, uh, Steph, tell me about your morning. So this morning was super relaxing. I loved it. The weather's beautiful. Dropped miles off at school. Land and I did a bike ride to go pick up the trash can at the bottom of the street. I had a meeting with my Facebook community and marketing manager. And now I'm sitting with you and I'm still in my PJ pants. <laughs> so it sounds like it was a beautiful morning, lots of activity. You got through some to-do lists and then you, um, you're here today and you're still in your pajamas. So that is called a repeat. Like I picked on just specific key phrases that you already said. Okay. Um, this is not my favorite reflective listening technique because it sounds kind of robotic. Uh -huh. um, and yeah, so it's not my favorite, but it's a good place to start. Yeah. It's an easy one to start with. Simple. Very easy. Simple. Yes. So the next one would be rephrase it. So gosh, it sounds stuff like you had a gorgeous morning, like outside, beautiful weather, got to watch your son bike ride. And then you got through some of your to-do list and that, that's got to feel so like accomplished. You know, you feel so accomplished during the day. And then here you are buzzing around, still in your pajamas with a big smile on your face from this morning and doing the podcast. Yeah. So it's like a rephrasing it, kind of adding some of your own language. Okay. Um, this one's really fun because you can, you can get um, like metaphorical with it. When people are talking about certain situations, you could say like, oh, that reminds me of um, like when you're, I, I can't think of an example right now. It'll come. We'll get, let's do some more role playing. It'll come. So we've got that. We've got paraphrasing, which is just kind of shortening what they said. And so that's like, if you're in a time crunch, it's like, gosh, Steph, it sounds like you had a super busy morning, but it was so beautiful. Like you still got to enjoy the morning with your son. And, um, didn't skip a beat because here you are podcasting. Right. Okay. Okay. So sure. we'll paraphrase it. Yep. Now the amplified reflection is really honing in on the emotion. Mm. Like, gosh, it sounds like a super chill morning stuff. Like how relaxing and you look relaxed. You're still in your pajamas. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So you're really focusing on the emotion. Yep. And what about the double S double so the double-sided is when someone is coming to you with um, a struggle. So do you have, um, I mean, what's something you're, you're struggling with right now? <laughs> Not to put you on the spot or yeah. anything, right? <laughs> and <I can't... laughs> okay. I'm struggling with getting through all the laundry because my goal is to only have to do one load every other day. But when I let it pile up, there's so much, I can't get to my baseline. So I'm literally working through that for the past four days in a row, trying to get to ground zero. So it sounds like you are frustrated because laundry is never ending and the pile just seems to get higher and higher. Um, on the one hand, you want it done and you, you don't want the pile there. But on the other hand, you don't want to do it every single day. 
So what I'm trying to do here is like pick up, like, what's the problem? It's like, you want it done, but you don't want to do it every single day. And you actually already were kind of working through some of it because you've thought like, okay, I, I want to do it every other day. So right. it's like, okay, on the one hand, you want it done um, and you want to do it, you know, you don't want to do it every day. So you're thinking of doing it every other day, but it's still not getting done. Like it, that every other day might still not be enough. So how are you going to not do it every day, but not have this giant pile every other day? So you led into a question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Am I supposed yeah. to that? <laughs> you can. Yeah. What are you going to do about that? That sounds like a pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's my plan. Today is super light. Like I have you and one 30 minute client. Okay. I'm going to take one hour and just completely finish so that I am back at ground zero. And then I'm putting it in the planner every other day to stay on top of it because that feels really low pressure to me versus letting it get crazy. Yeah. So it's like, you can kind of just start over, clear the plate, get it started again today and restart tomorrow. Now, if you restart tomorrow, how do you think that's going to look over the next week? Are you going to be able to do it every other day? Yeah, I think so. Awesome. So see, I actually made a mistake there. I asked you a question that was closed ended. Like you just said, yeah. Oh, so, okay. So how are you going to fit it in, in the next yes. week? Where's yes. going on the planner, right? Mm-hmm. How much time is that going to take you? Have you thought through that? Can you mm-hmm. ask them for help? Have you asked the kids like, so leading into more solutions, right. For that person mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. Okay, so those are the five types of reflection. We're going to use two reflection to one question. Let's do another role play. That's just authentic. Let me pray. Okay. Let me, oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do okay. it. All right. So let's talk about your podcast, Jess. Let's come together as a okay. coach for a second. Okay. Can you bring to me some update about your show or whatever? Okay. So I need to think of something that I'm like one of my problems because, okay. Okay. So as you know, cause you're my coach, I'm coming off a very busy season and I'm a little tired. And so I'm feeling tired, drained, and but I want to keep going because I've had, I felt very blessed with the launch of my podcast. It's opened more doors than I knew existed and I'm, it's fun, but at the same time I'm tired. And so like, I woke up this morning trying to map out some of my content for the next few weeks. And I'm just like, there's nothing. It's a blank slate right now. And I think it's because I'm so tired. Yeah. So it sounds like you're feeling really excited about the opportunities that it's created already for you, but that you're burnt out. Maybe you've been working so much. You're just feeling really exhausted. Yeah. I'm so tired. It's like, I woke up the other day and, um, I actually woke up at my normal time. I get up super early. This is gross. I get up at like 4 15 AM. <laughs> I know my boys get up really early. So that's like my that's the only way I can have quiet time is if I get up that early. So the other morning I did not get up and I hit snooze and I slept until six 15, which is the first time I've done that. Not on a Saturday since, um, like January. Yeah. It felt so good. It felt so good to sleep in. So what I'm really hearing you say is that you want to rest and you felt so good when you finally took that time for yourself but maybe you're feeling a little bit guilty because you have so much to do and you want to keep pursuing this show. Is that, is, is that hitting a button for you? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm tired, but I can't quit. I don't want to quit. Yeah. So what do you think could be a solution for you to 
keep growing this podcast that you know is working really well because you said it was super fun for you. You're super excited. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, give Jess a little downtime to maybe recoup from that burnout that you're feeling. Because launching a show is a lot and you launched it and you've grown it. We launched a course as well. It's a lot. How do you, how can you balance the two in let's say the next 30 days? That's beautiful. I just have to say that's beautiful (laughs) before I can even respond. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Cause you did the double-sided where you're like, on the one hand, you're tired and you valid and made me feel that. And then on the second hand or the other hand, you're excited and you've put so much work into it. So in the next 30 days, how can I do this? Well, I think I need to have some days off where I practice what you preach, which is, you know, turning social media off, email off, all of it off and stay away from my phone, which I plan to do because we're going to go camping three weekends in a row. (laughs) Yep. Um, So I'm going to turn it off and I think I'm going to try to find some intentional play in the middle of the day. Okay. I was doing that during quarantine. This is total sidebar, but during quarantine, I would like take this time to just, I would go, we have a hot tub. I'd sit in the hot tub with my kiddos and we'd have coffee. Like, I felt like I was just living the dream life and I totally stopped doing that. So I'm, I think I'm going to start doing that again. Okay. So two things you said to me, number one, you said, I'm going to take some days off and it sounds like you've already planned what days those are. Cause you have three weekends coming up. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Are you, you're committing with me. We're going to plan those into the planner mm-hmm. and delete social for those three weekends. Does that mm-hmm. feel good to you? Totally. Okay. The second thing you said to me is I'm going to start having more intentional play. One method you mentioned was the hot tub with the boys. Mm -hmm. How can you make sure that that happens Jess in the next 30 days? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, when I was doing it last year, I would do it after lunch. Like I'd get them lunch. I'd clean up lunch real quick and I'd make coffee and we'd like sit in there for like 20 minutes. So I think I'll do it after lunch. It's kind of our end of lunch ritual. And then, um, I can go back to my work and they can kind of go back and do their thing. I mean, that sounds like a plan that brings you excitement. That's super Mm -hmm. doable and that you can implement into your planner starting tomorrow. Yeah. And then the thing is, is when I do that stuff, I just feel more energetic and I can actually, I will probably feel more creative after I take that lunch hour off and I sit back down at my desk. I can, I can probably come up with more, way more ideas than I could this morning because I'm not tired. So another benefit Mm-hmm. you said is you're going to tap back into the creativity, which by the way, Jess, in the beginning of this conversation, you said, I'm looking at a blank slate when I go to create content. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. you created another solution for yourself of creating more creativity. Mm-hmm. All right. How do we do? I'm to- you, well, one, you did amazing too. I'm totally going to start doing that. <laughs> well, yeah, like you actually just came up with it. I know. I know. I'm going to get in the hot tub after lunch today, but um, yeah, you did it beautifully. And I think if you notice, like you actually didn't give me any advice, mm. like you just, you, the advice you gave me was the things I said, but rephrased. And one of the key pieces of motivation, motivational interviewing is not that you never give advice, but that it's, you do it very little and you ask for permission. Uh-huh. So if I were to get stuck, like, so I came into that kind of going like, Oh, I actually know what I think would make me feel better days off, which you and I've talked about before. And, you know, doing this, this thing with my kids in the middle of the day that I used to do, like, I already had that because I knew that worked. but sometimes you'll get clients that don't have that. Mm -hmm. And so the key with motivational interviewing is instead of jumping in and going, Oh, I know what would help you. 
you actually present it into one of two ways. One, you say, you know, I have a couple ideas because I've had either clients in that situation or myself in the same situation. Would it be all right if I share some of those with you? And you could see if some of them would be helpful. So you ask permission before giving advice. And then the second piece would be to um, present it as another client. Like, you know what? You remind me of someone I was working with last week and they were in the same situation where they were burned out and they couldn't find the time. And here's what they decided to do. What do you think about that? And it's like presenting it in this neutral way. And I have to, a total confession. When I started motivational interviewing, <laughs> I didn't have enough stories. And so yeah. I had to borrow stories. And that's something that they taught me in my training was like, if you don't have a story of someone else's, it's okay to borrow from your mentors or borrow from someone else, like a, something you read. But the, the key is you're presenting solutions and like a non um that's what I'm looking for. Uh, like there's no hierarchy. It's not like I know more than you do. Right. You're coming yeah. in this platonic place of like, um, I'm here in it with you. Like I've been there, which yeah. is interesting because one of the tips I give my podcasters all the time is instead of talking at them with like judgment or condemnation, instead talk about when you did that thing. Like, so for yes. I, when I talk about social media detoxing, I could be all high and mighty. And sometimes I get there and I get a little preachy, but at the same time I go, you guys, what this did for me was why, how I was feeling was, so I use myself often as the scapegoat of how I present. I also thought of something with your spouse. I do this with Brad a lot when I'm trying to tell him to do something. I'm like, oh, so like, you know, Chelsea and Blaine did this thing or like Jess did this thing. Um, And I'll use my friends and their examples as like to plant an idea or thought he's like, Oh, instead of me being like, so you should do this thing. Cause then it's received as me telling him what to do, which of course they're not going to do. Yeah. Who likes that? Right. (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) That's good. And then would it be okay if I share, I like that. Um, asking for permission piece, definitely not something I do. Well, that is one I can grow into. Oh girl. I have, like I said, I'm not kidding. I have to remind myself of this on the regular because it it's so easy to go back to like, Oh, I know how to fix you. I know how to help you. And I think that comes from a good place because we have this heart. Um, you know, we've been given the gifts we've been given and we want to share them with people and we want, we see what it did for us in our lives. Like with me, I love empowered eating, you know, and I want everyone to join this club. And it's so easy for me to like feel that excitement that I forget wait, it's a, it's a journey and people aren't on my level with this. So I've got to take some steps back. And it's something I have to remind myself all the time, every day. (laughs) Yeah, that's good though. And I think even asking yourself simply, how can I reply to this text message? How can I reply with some type of, um, one of the five reflection types Mm -hmm. before I lead back in with my own life right now, Mm -hmm. just practicing. So These are really great. So what is your favorite part about this treatment modality or like this whole MI world and this style of communication? So it's funny you say that when I first started, my answer was because I didn't know everything about nutrition and it took the pressure off me. Like I didn't walk into these sessions then with this pressure of like, I have to know everything rather the goal was different. It was like, how am I going to just hear this person? And so that's actually, that's what got me so into it is I was like, I can't, I can't know everything. Yeah. I need, I need some skills. That's going to help me navigate because nutrition is like, you know, an endless waterfall of information and there, it will always be that way. 
And so it, that's what got me into it. But now after doing it for so long, I just, I don't know any other way. And it's so validating because people do feel seen and they do feel heard. And that's a connection. That's really a win-win. I mean, my clients feel it. I feel it. I enjoy what I do more because I'm not just like going through the motions. I'm actually like, I, I sit with my clients sometimes and I'm like, I cannot believe I get paid for this. I almost, it almost feels wrong <laughs> because it's, it's a connection and it's opened up that door. And I think that's my favorite part. It takes the pressure off. And then it, it gets to the heart of why. And I think most of the moms listening would probably agree of what, why we do what we do because we like that connection and being able to help people at a deeper level. Yeah. It's also contagious because, because you did it. And I was like, what is that thing? Like you're always <laughs> listening to me, you're always like speaking life into me. Like when I'm like, oh, I have to share something. I'm like, I'm going to tell Jess. Cause I know that you're not just going to like blow me off and move on to, which I care mm-hmm. about your day. And I go there too. And we do go there, but like, you just take that 30 seconds to be like, I see this. I see it. I feel, I feel you, you know, I'm here with you. And then we talk about whatever. So it's contagious. Other mm-hmm. people see you're doing something different in the way you communicate and what a cool thing, not just in our friendships, but for that, for that contagious, uh, MI skill set to move on to our spouses. Oh yeah. Move on with our children. Like imagine being in a household full of people who are literally listening and validating <laughs> And reflecting on what they say and then asking questions because they really care about each other. Oh yeah. It is. It's so powerful. And I will, it's funny, like with your spouse, this will kill a fight faster than anything else. So if you're in the middle of a fight and, and you know, when my husband and I get into it, I'm an emotional person. I've told you before, I'm a ball bag. I am (laughs) emotional. I'm on a roller coaster all the time. But when I'm in that, that argument with him, it's like, I immediately go to my nature, which is feel the feelings. And that's all I feel. So I pulled this actually into even our arguments mm-hmm. and I'll say, take a breath. And I'm like, okay, babe, it sounds like you're feeling so frustrated because I, you know, he gets really mad when I don't do the dishes. <laughs> and so I'm like, it sounds like it really irritates you when you come home and I haven't done the dishes all day because you feel like I haven't thought about you during the day or whatever. And he's like, yes, yes, that's how I feel. And then he can go, but I understand why you don't get them done. Right. And so it's, it's crazy how fast it will kill that argument when you just hear each other's emotion and are able to put yourself in their shoes. It's incredible. Well, and maybe that's what sparks the, a lot of times I think our arguments come from thinking we know what the other person is feeling or doing, or like, then he comes in and goes, you didn't do the dishes. And you're like, must be nice for you to say, I've had both kids at home. I'm working right. a job. I'm building a podcast business. And then you're super frustrated back at him going, well, he yes. doesn't know what I did all day versus this is how you're feeling. And then him going, oh, wow. She just gave me that opportunity. So, well, maybe you're feeling really busy and overwhelmed because you're managing a lot of things. I bet it's, it's just that reciprocation. That's natural. Right. Right. And then, and then there you go. And then it's like, well, how can we solve this? Then the question comes up. Right. And and most of the time, like just validating that is really what someone needs. Cause at the end of this argument, he was able to understand, okay, there's no way I can get the dishes done. You know, by the time he walks in the door and he validated my like, wow, go, go, go during the day. And he was like, okay, we took a step back and we just, he said, 
I now know it's not like a personal offense to me that you're just being careless. Like I get now where you're coming from and we just do them together. You know, like there wasn't, it, it didn't even need to be resolved the way we each thought it did. It wasn't even an issue anymore because we understood where each other was coming from. I love this so much. So how are, that brings me to what are two ways we as working moms, most of us married, most of us with kiddos, um, definitely all of us with relationships. How do we practice MI in our daily life? So start just with the reflective listening. Um, Cause the, the question and the change talk that really is later on in when you're getting a little bit more advanced in it. And there is a book called motivational interviewing. So if somebody wants to dive more into this, it's actually, it's written by Will Miller and Stephen Rolnick. Will Miller's or Bill Miller. He's actually from New Mexico and he oh. developed it out of UNM. Yeah. And it's, it's world famous. So it's cool. Fun fact, shout out to New Mexico. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think just sitting with that reflective listening, see if you can do one reflection before you move on to the next thing, every single time someone talks to you. Okay. So that would be number one. And then play with the emotion amplification. And this is fun. And this is where you can kind of play with your vocabulary. Like, you know, when you told me about your morning, me saying, gosh, it sounds like a super chill day, you know, so putting some labels on it, gosh, it sounds like a chaotic, crazy, pull your hair out kind of day. Gosh, it sounds like that would, that drove you insane. Like get really creative and really loud with those emotions. Cause a lot of times it'll help people either feel very validated, like, yes, it was an insane day. Or they're like, well, I guess it wasn't that insane. You know, it, it brings them down a little bit. So it's fun to get like flowery with the amplified emotion piece. This has been crazy good. So if I was to give everyone a super quick recap, let's practice my reflection right now. I would tell them that the reason we want to implement motivational interviewing is because we want to help other people feel validated to feel seen, heard, and like they matter, like their emotions matter. This is important that you do this in your business, your marriage, your motherhood, your careers, everywhere you go, you can use this skill set. Correct, Jess? Absolutely. It was beautifully paraphrased. Beautifully done. (laughs) Number two, we want you guys to practice the reflection portion of MI. So there's the, there's really the two pieces of MI. There's lots of pieces, but the two main that we went over today is, um, reflective listening, number one, and then two asking questions that really bring forward what someone really wants or, or desires the change they want to make. So if we're looking at number one, it's rephrasing, I'm sorry, five reflections. Those five are number one, repeating number two, rephrasing, asking it in it, putting it back in different words. Number three, paraphrasing, shortening it. Number four, using double sided, Mm -hmm. which is, um, picking up a problem and maybe giving them like a few different sides to the equation. This one would take practice, but we did it in the example. If you guys need to Mm -hmm. listen and then number five, amplify, focus on the emotion and be creative with, like Jess said, the vocabulary, vocabulary you're using. Don't be afraid of using big audacious words to really get to the root of how are they feeling? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like all you can use always and never, like, it sounds like you never want to do laundry again, like amplify it. Cause then they're going to go, well, no, I know I have to use, I have to do laundry. (laughs) And then that opens you up for the questions. Okay. Well, how do exactly, how can we fit that in? Exactly. The last piece recap was, um, when we're giving the solution one, is it okay if I share? And number two, 
presented as another client. I think that's important for all of you who are building coaching businesses, Mm -hmm. really anything, but we can use that. And then the final recap piece I have is we challenge all of you to practice two things, doing one reflection every day. I think we said using reflective listening and practicing the emotional amplification as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. How'd I do? Amazing. A plus plus Steph. (laughs) You did great. Yeah. That's beautifully said. And I think it's really crazy how just those last two things, like the validating emotion, amplifying it, and then the reflective listening, like doing one sentence before it's, it's so simple and it takes work, but it is like a simple thing we can keep in our mind and it'll transform your conversations. Mm. I mean, try it. I, I challenge everybody listening, try it for one week and just see what happens to those conversations. You're going to get people talking so much. You're like, I got to go. Like, how do I get out of motivational interviewing? <laughs> <laughs> interview my way out of this room, right? right. <laughs> oh, well, if you guys loved this episode and found value, come on Instagram, tag, take a screenshot of this episode right now. Come tag uh, at Jess Brown RD and at Stephanie Gass on Insta. And then that'll be your commitment to us that you're going to try this. You're going to practice these super cool modalities. Um, thank you, Jess. Obviously this is not like what you do do on a daily basis, but where do people come find more of Jess Brown? If they're looking for that intuitive eating that, um, um that, what do you call it? Empowered eating breakthrough yep. off the diet rat race, um, looking into your course that you have fuel her awesome, etc. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me again. I love talking about this super fun stuff. Um, yeah, everyone can find me jessbrownrd.com. I'm on Instagram at jessbrownrd and then the podcast is Fuel Her Awesome. If you like Mama's show, leave a review. Pretty please. Real quick before you go, if this podcast has blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I seriously am lit up every time I hear from you guys, every time that I see that this show has impacted your life in some way. So if you'll do that for me, I would be super grateful. The second thing you can do is take a screenshot of this episode or of your review and go share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Stephanie Gass. I'll share you in my stories and then together we can share the love. God bless you, sis. 